It's too late for Chris Devon. Alright, I'm late. Do you know what? You're late. You're late. Um, too late. Chris Devon, hello, how you doing? Um, episode whatever it is, 20-something. Um, yeah, took a break. Took a break, didn't I? Listen, you gotta you gotta start accepting some inconsistency from me. Accept the inconsistency into your life. Okay, most people in my line of work call it um, a journey or a vibe. Basically, if we use those kinds of words, and I know that people my kind of generation do, it means we don't know what we're talking about and we don't know what we're doing and we haven't got it figured out. But let's just vibe it. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. So as the energy moves and flows through to this episode of the podcast, which is like three or four weeks delayed... Listen, I just I just had to take a break because you're doing it all yourself. You're writing it, you're producing it, you're shooting it, you're editing it, you're promoting it, you're publishing it, you're doing this, you're doing that. You know, I got a job. I got kids. Do you know what I mean? This is just gonna have to be the way it is. But I'm really, really glad if anyone has decided to stick around and not unsubscribe in the last few weeks of radio silence. Hello there. Chris Devon, writer, comedian, actor, voiceover type person. Um, you know, I just live in this studio and I make things that make me happy. Um, I don't just do it in here. I do it in the kitchen. I love cooking. Love cooking. But again, the other problem with people in our generation is I think that we do struggle with last minute ad hoc improvisation at times. Because I'm cooking meals for 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 my family, and if the recipe requires smoked paprika, and I ain't got smoked paprika, everything goes into meltdown. Compare that to growing up. My mum had one spoon and one knife. And she fed a family of four the biggest beef stew you have ever seen with that one spoon and that one knife. She didn't even have any beef. I don't know how it happened, but there you go. You improvise, you use what you've got, and you try and make the most of the creative process within your limitations. And I've got limitations, pal, (laughs) okay? (laughs) <laughs> I've got time limitations, I've got budget limitations, but we're still doing this. I still love doing this podcast, it's not going anywhere. I love doing the videos on YouTube and publishing this podcast on Spotify and YouTube and doing all the TikToks and stuff. I just needed to take a bit of a break and a bit of a holiday. Burnout is a very, very real thing. So yeah, maybe you are new to the podcast and this is your first exposure to, to this whole thing. Um, you know, it is just me. It's a it's a one man gig. You know, I'm not running around trying to sort of book guests or talk to people more interesting than myself. You are more interesting than me. Um, if the comments in previous weeks and months are anything to go by, so you know, get in touch. YouTube.com slash Chris Devon, TikTok at Mr. Chris Devon. Just Chris Devon. Just the idiot in the white t shirt. You just you find it right. It's easy. And the podcast is called Too Late because I guess it was inspired by the fact that I decided to start a podcast in 2023, which is considered by many to be, well, five years too late. If you're thinking sort of COVID, lockdown, that whole thing, 
But then 10 years, if you're thinking, you know, when were podcasts really cool? Because they ain't cool now. They're not cool. This ain't cool. What I'm doing here, it ain't cool. It was, you know, for a bit. It ain't cool now. It ain't. Um, so I called it too late because it's like too late in my life to be having a crack at this. But I'm addicted, so I just keep going. I've got a big mouth. I won't shut up. Also too late because I record the podcast, or, well, more often than I should, record the podcast too late at night. So the thoughts come out incoherent and the energy is lacking. <laughs> so when I do record late at night, it's too late to be making a bloody podcast. But there you go. Like I say, I've got time limitations. I've got stuff to do. I've got things to do in there. I've got dogs to walk. I've got paprika to drizzle. But yeah, it's that kind of stage in your life mid-30s, by the way, I know, right, pretty good, where you think, um, is it too late to do this, is it too late to do that, am I too old for this, am I too old for that, I am a millennial, which means I am too old for some things, being on TikTok freaks me out, I'm on it, I make videos on it, I get followers on there, video I posted a couple of months ago has nearly a million views now. We're about to hit a million views on this video. But even I feel like this weird, sick freak being on there. I feel like an absolute granddad on TikTok, right? And I felt that way on a couple of other things as well, like Instagram and stuff. YouTube, what am I doing on YouTube for? There's no bottles of prime in here. What am I doing? What am I doing? Right? So it's that whole mentality. It's too late for this. It's too late for that. And a lot of millennials are going through this right now where it's like, I think I'm getting old, you know. I'm sick of bands releasing these 20th anniversary special limited edition things. And it's like, stop it. Like, I queued up for that CD. Oh, sorry. Um, CDs uh, are these little round plastic things that look like uh, cookies um, that had music lasered into it. And what you could do is you could put it into this big sort of um, box. It looks like a toaster. And then music would come out. Imagine Spotify in biscuit form. That was a CD. And um, yeah, I'm sick to death of being reminded of how old I'm getting. But us as millennials do have some advantages in life and indeed in death. When we eventually start dying, millennials, I mean, um, we will have three options. We could be buried. We could be cremated or we could be air fried. And we love that. Um, another option when it comes to millennial funerals in, say, you know, 30, 40, 50 years time is you will be able to uh, vape your loved one's remains. It could be quite a beautiful moment that they give out, you know, the e-liquid, right, of Uncle Derek. And everyone's, you know, mournfully filling their little uh, black complimentary e-cigs. And they all take one big breath at the end of the last hymn. And then whoosh, blow Uncle Derek up into the sky. And together you can watch him fly away. But a little piece of Derek. A little microplastic of Derek. Will remain inside forever. That's beautiful, isn't it? Could happen. So I've been going through 
all sorts outside of this sort of YouTube Chris Devon bubble thing. Um, had an awful day a couple of weeks ago. Um, spontaneously decided to go and have a fry up at Waitrose because I was having such a bad morning. <laughs> I'm such a prick. I'm so sorry. I'm such a prick. I was feeling so bad. I had to go to Waitrose just to, just to pick myself up. It was a mental health fry up. So piss off. <laughs> okay. So that's what I did. That was my little moment of self-care. Do you know what I mean? Like most blokes in my situation perhaps wouldn't do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know. Walk the dog, go to the gym, have a pint, have a... I went to Waitrose and I decided to have, like, a couple of Cumberland sausages, a fried egg and some toast and some tea and an orange juice, and that is how I got through my morning. I, I, I decided that's what my soul needed, <laughs> and that is how I spent my morning. Um, but I was just rotten mood, and you know when you just cannot, cannot be, be, be convinced otherwise. Life's great. No, it isn't. Um, I was just full Morrissey, miserable, miserable. And uh, going down the escalator, the posh one, feels like an airport. Mm. Over to the car, uh, get in the car, and then um, I look over to my left and the car next to me, occupied by a um, a, 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 a lovely, uh, elegant, uh, posh-looking lady in a beautiful car, uh, Mercedes-Benz, I think it was, I'm not sure. But it was gorgeous, big silver thing, anyway, it was beautiful. As I noticed, she'd got into her car. She'd left her coffee cup up on the roof. Now, if she reverses, latte in the Merc, probably oat milk, probably expensive. So it was up to me, right? And this is the thing. I spied into the car a little bit, a little look. And her passenger seat is piled high with fine wine, expensive. Expensive cheeses, the little crackers. You know the little crackers that have got the Scottish flag on them? Mm. Mm. Gorgeous, mate. Give them a go. Lovely. Um, and, uh, and, and the biggest jar of plum chutney you have ever bastard seen. And like, I, I ain't proud of what I did or didn't do. But I'd had a bastard of a morning. And plums give me the shit. Coffee was nice. I do appreciate you coming back and uh, continuing to enjoy the show and follow the show as it sort of changes and evolves over the months and years. Still early days, I guess. What, episode 20-something? Podcasts usually get, like, what, 100 episodes in before they get any good, so I've still got a while. <laughs> That's the spirit, Chris. Bloody hell. But, um... A real eye-opening day during my time away was my kids' sports day. Sport, not necessarily my thing. I used to be a rugby player. Threw up the first week, cried the second, never went back. Not into sport. Some sports I just can't stand, yeah? Tennis, golf and cricket, in my humble opinion are the holy trinity of stick your BMW up your arse, you boring bastard. But anyway, your kid's sports day is a very different thing, isn't it? It was my kid's sports day 
last Thursday, the day before, I was getting his trainers, noticed they were soaking wet. Don't know why. Don't ask. Toddlers, yeah. Um, left them outside to dry. The problem with that is rain is wet, isn't it? Poured it down, hammered it down. Shoes were absolutely drenched, right? Dad of the year, right? I know, I know. That night, I drove from town to town. It was 11 o'clock at night. I drove from town to town to town, supermarket to supermarket, because there were only shops open, to see if I can find some replacement shoes for him. He already had some old tatty trainers from months ago that uh, would have done the job for sports day. But I was determined to get him a decent pair of trainers for his sports day because, it turns out, I have loads of childhood trauma and all of it is sports-related. I'm no longer the fat kid in 1995. I'm the fat dad and I'm 35. And I'm no longer the one sat nervously on the beanbag waiting for my name to get called. I am the fat bastard in the camping chair. The only guy under 70 in a camping chair. Although that had its problems. A very young and very pregnant woman went and stood in front of me. Uh, her kid was in the same group as mine. And she stood right in front of me, so it blocked my view. I couldn't see. I'm the only guy with a chair. So I thought, here's an opportunity for me at Sports Day to redeem myself as a loser from the past and do something decent. So I did something decent. I told her where to go, to stand next to the uh, St. John's Ambulance um, marquee. Win-win. I get a perfect view. And she, just in case anything happens, is ready for anything. There was a dad there, big Beefy, muscly dad, right? But one of the big beefcake lads, you know what I'm saying? Taking everything way too seriously, like cheering on his kid really aggressively. Like, God, God, smash him, God. Taking it way too seriously. It was like, it was like, reminding me of like a Guy Ritchie film, like a unlicensed boxing match or something, and some like stabby London bastards were going to get him if, if his lad didn't win the game of horsey hurdles on in, in little inflatable horses. You know, they were toddlers. But organised crime its everywhere. Back in the day, sports day was not about sport. It was about hanging out with my mates and chilling, having a laugh and discovering this like new thing I'd seen on Hollyoaks called flirting. And flirting, of course, uh, as you're well aware, back then was just punching the girl that you like really, really hard on the arm and saying, I like you, which doesn't work on adults because I now wear a tag. Now, when you're the fat kid in school with no interest in sport whatsoever, you have to take part anyway. You know, you've got to participate. Yeah? Dedication's what you need. Um, and like, I don't blame the teachers for trying with me, but one of the teachers at my school must have lost a bet because at one point, they made me the captain of the football team. Have you ever tried wearing a football shirt that is three sizes too small for you? Picture this, mozzarella falling out of a condom. If you were a boy in the 90s and you didn't follow football, there was something wrong with you. Us. What team do you support? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? We don't apply that same principle, that same pressure, anywhere else, do we? Which lung do you prefer, left or right? Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Deeply offended my mum. Came home from school one day and she'd bought me a present. She was very excited to give it to me. Opened it up. And it is a snazzy 
90s tracksuit. Nice. But my reaction, it turns out, was not befitting of the magnificence of the occasion, because she was so offended by my <laughs> less than vigorous response, and she took it back. <laughs> she, she took it back. She said, how dare you? Michael Owen trains in this tracksuit. I didn't know who Michael Owen was, but happy he got it back. Couldn't kick a ball. I can't kick a ball. I went to uh, my dad's work after school and noticed that him and the lads after their shift were having a bit of a kickabout. And the ball was this big, brown, leathery, heavy, industrial-looking, big, badass thing. Aslan's bollock, right? And the ball rolled towards me. But I had a chance there, didn't I? Because I don't have the reputation here at my dad's work than I have at school. Everyone at school knows I'm a loser. These fellas don't. And these are fellas. Ain't boys? They're men with, with Ivy's jackets and cigarettes and hemorrhoids. If I can impress them, I can do anything. So sod it. Took a run up and I smacked that big leather tit as hard as I could. And the ball rolled towards them. Cheers, mate. And Dad took me home for pizza. I'd done it. Got home, took my shoes off. One white sock, one red sock. <sighs> Do you know, for two years in high school, my nickname was Kevin Keegan. I was trying to grow my hair out. I wanted braids. I'm a corn fan. Leave me alone. At 24, I scored my first goal. Five aside with the lads on a Friday, and that is where I finally started to enjoy football. My competitive spirit started to come out. I was up for it. I had a little bit of... So, in the spirit of finally getting into it and enjoying sport and becoming a football fan, at last I decided to go all the way, and I got myself a football shirt. Paid a little bit extra. Got me name. Printed on the back. Tried it on. Mozzarella. Falling out of a condom. Not that falling out of a condom is always a bad thing, because my kid won three races. So, as I said, been through a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, hope you enjoyed that. We'll leave it there, shall we? We've been going on a bit. Um, yeah, so youtube.com slash chrisdevon. It's all on there. Everything I do, is it all ends up on there at some point. But you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram and all the social places as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, look, enjoy the rest of your week. We will be back. These are back now. I'm going to be making them regular, you know, for, for a while at least before I take another break. But, uh, hey, thanks for listening, yeah? Brush your teeth. I'll see you.